A24 is delivering again with another emotion-manipulating film. Skin is centered on an American neo-Nazi skinhead who seeks to leave a life of hatred and violence and start fresh. It's a look at a life that, and a community that, is largely ignored by the bigger production studios. There's a lot to unpack here, so grab a drink and settle in. She's Tuesday. I'm Kaylee, and this is Whiskey and Popcorn. Now, the movie is inspired by the true story of Brian Widner, who was in deep with a neo-Nazi group in Ohio and eventually got out with the help of a black activist who made it his personal mission to get people out of hate groups. The story is incredible, even though it's really hard to watch. Here's a taste of the story. Guys like this only have three options. Die young, life in prison, or... They start talking. Not on our American soil! Let them leave! It's our last gig. Why? I don't want my kids to be around this. Hey, Bones! What you looking at? You. Guy Nativ wrote and directed the film after meeting the real Brian. Yes, this is based on a true story. Jamie Bell stars as the fictional Brian, and he is brilliant in this role. Danielle McDonald, who we loved in Patty Cakes, and she is also part of the cast as Julie. She becomes Brian's love interest, and at least for the film, that's a big part of why he ends up leaving the neo-Nazi movement and what they call, quote-unquote, family. And interestingly, the director, Nativ, he actually first encountered Brian via a photo essay in the Israeli paper Heretz. Natif himself is Israeli, and the photo essay showed the transformation of Brian's face from a fully tattooed face to completely clear. And it was the complex journey that Brian went through that really attracted Natif to the story. And It is so complex. My stomach was in knots watching this film. I had an enormous visceral reaction to it. But what about you, Tuesday? As hard as it was to watch is just as interesting as it was to watch as well. So for me, I thought it was brilliant. By no means is it American History X, which is by far one of the best movies on this topic to date, but this is a very nice look into a real true story because the neo-Nazi movement is very similar to gang-related affiliation where it's blood in, blood out. Mm -hmm. And he definitely gets a lot of kickback from his former family for attempting to leave. And that's what I found so interesting as I was watching this how much of that neo-Nazi group was cult-like. You know, they they kind of ease you in. And you see them take on a new member. They pick up this teenager off the street who was, he said he was in a gang, but he was essentially homeless. And, you know, he joins the group. And Brian, when he first becomes like this kid's mentor, sort of, he keeps asking him, 
why are you here? And he's the kid's like, well, you know, to promote the, the white race, the right race. And then he's like, no, but why are you here, kid? And he just keeps asking him. And finally, the kid breaks down and says, I was hungry. And they offered him a meal. They offered him a bed and, like, community. And that's what's so slippery about that slope, I think, because a lot of the people who join these groups, I get a sense that they're lost and they're looking for for a community and they just get sucked down this really bad rabbit hole. And once you're in, like, it is like a gang. It is like a cult. It's, it's so hard to leave because they'll go after you. They'll kill you. Well, and that's the sociology behind these types of groups. They take the the downtrodden, the homeless, and then in turn they say things in the nature of you you are you are downtrodden because of blank mm-hmm. because these people are taking your jobs. These people are stealing government funded programs, and then it becomes a them. There, I have someone to be mad about because I am a white middle-class guy who isn't making it. And I have to have something to blame that isn't myself. And so that that's exactly what this group does. They find that. Even Julie, her daughters kind of get roped into this world. And you can even, you can tell that the group is even starting to shape one of her older daughters to be joining in on this group and you just you see this conditioning and Mm -hmm. the you know oh well if your mom doesn't let you smoke cigarettes it's cool I'll let you and they became they become the buddy and it's it's watching them nurture these younger kids to become them is is very interesting yeah that psychology component was something that I found utterly fascinating even though I kept going like I don't want to watch this I don't want to watch this it disgusted me and and horrified me. Like, I know you enjoy horror movies Tuesday. And this, you could definitely put under horror. <laughs> like, for me, this is horror. Uh, it was just so horrible to watch this and to see these I- ideologies, to see, you know, we do see them burn down a, a mosque and stab and kill minorities and you know at the very beginning of the film it's these neo-nazis going up against a mixed group but predominantly black activists who are against the neo-nazis and it's just brutal like they don't pull any punches in this movie it is very graphic with violence with sex with abuse this is not an easy film to watch at all and i don't think their lives are Mm -mm. So it matches. I have a question for you. When we were talking about, you know, there's there's been these massive university sociological studies on these kinds of what I would call hate groups. I'm going to be honest. I consider them a hate group. And how much do you think Brian can blame his upbringing? Because he's he makes it very apparent. He had a horrendous childhood, mm-hmm. alcoholic parents. You know, he he went from picking up beer bottles to having them thrown at him, and like he he makes it very open that he had a crappy childhood. But how much can you blame the direction you go with the upbringing that you have? It's very much that nature nurture. Because I'm sure yeah. there's been y- young people in horrendous 
childhood situations and they grow up and excel and want to be the total opposite of that. I think uh, it, it it is very interesting and I don't think there's a right answer for that question. In my mind, it depends on the the interior of the person, their emotional uh, leanings, their, you know, do you have an addictive personality? And are you are, are you an independent person or do you need so, a sense of community? Right. And well, I think on every level, every person does need a sense of community. Some of us are more independent than others. And like speaking for myself, knowing how I am, I'm a very just like independent. I'll do it myself kind of person. I don't need anybody. That's just kind of a mindset that I grew up with. Maybe it's because I was an only child <laughs> and I was used to doing things on my own. Hashtag only child complex. It's there. <laughs> it's a thing. But I, I do think that this sh- highlights a huge problem with Western society, American society, of broken families, of no love in the home because, like, he was abused by his father his mother was out of the picture, you know, and as a child, if you don't have that formation of love, if I didn't have that formation of love growing up as a child, even though I was the only child, would I be as strong and independent as I am? I Who can say? Because There's definitely some nurture in there. there. You, yeah. you're, you're formed in such a way. And, you know, if you if you encounter love, even if it's a twisted love, like in these hate groups, that inclusion then you're going to probably be drawn to that because you have a hole in yourself that needs to be filled and you're just you're filling it with the wrong things here. But I can see where that could lead you down the rabbit hole. However, I would hope that you would have enough experience to be like, this is wrong. But if you don't, then you're going to get sucked in. Right. I mean, we could flip it on its head and say, you know, what about like these... Uh, Silver spoon kids who end up joining a gang. Or, or like yeah. these jihadi groups in the mm-hmm. Middle East. It, in a way, there's a parallel there. There's all these destitute young men who don't have anywhere to go. Their communities are poor or have been war-stricken. And then they join these ideological groups. You know, I, I could see a lot of comparisons, actually, between the neo-Nazis and that. Oh, completely. And the most interesting thing is we have these on-soil extremists because these jihadists go on social media and find, again, the downtrodden, the men who feel alone and like they have no power over anything. And boom, all of a sudden we have an American born and raised who's now an extremist Mm -hmm. for a group that's thousands and thousands of miles away. The tribalism aspect of all this is so fascinating because it like it almost goes to lizard brain, I think, in humans. Ultimately, uh, from the stuff that I've read on anthropology, like human beings, our groups are do best when we are, I think, at maximum about 100 people. Any more than that and you start getting lost within your community. Early human societies were just not built for that. But that's the way we live now. And it's very easy to become lost in the system, if you will. And this is a symptom of that, I think. Now, I questioned if I wanted to bring this up or not, but I had such an overwhelming sense while watching the movie. I feel like I have to. Did you get a lot of modern day feelings about what we're politically and socially going through as a society right now. Like, sure, back when American History X was made, 
we had pretty nice calm country and it seemed totally polar opposite of who we are as a people but this movie being more current feels so much more current and it's kind of petrifying yeah well it's interesting because the film begins in 2009 so that's a 10 years ago that was under the obama administration at that time technically like his first year um when these events are taking place and um I think that it is very interesting to note that this stuff was percolating before Trump came into office. And I think that's key that might get lost in some of the conversations that we hear on the news, that we read, that all this foaming of hatred and then the hate groups and the the sectarianism is already there in society. And it's just now... It's like with the Trump administration, it's a catalyst that all the gates are open. Anything goes. And I believe that he has legitimized these people feel like the president has legitimized their position. And how can they not? Let's be honest. So, you know, whether or not Trump actually believes in this stuff himself, I'm I'm not going to dig into the president's head. I'm going to just keep that way out of this review. But, you know, his his actions, his words, the things he says, the people he attracts, definitely they feel emboldened to spout their their poisons, their vitriol, their anger. And I think that's one thing when when he was first elected, we recall that, like, the country was shocked. How did he get elected? But there was all those interviews that NPR did with all these people who voted for him and they were angry. They felt left behind. And, you know, this this we're, we're getting way down the rabbit hole here on right. this. And then here we are today. And here we are today. But to bring it back to the movie, I want to say that even though like I hated watching it, that it disgusted me. It was a huge turnoff. This is what I think the film was supposed to do. The acting was incredibly strong. We have not talked about how amazing the acting is in this film. Like, it was so good to get me to, like, turn away, to be like, this is gross. They, the all the actors were amazing. And we talked about Jamie Bell as Brian, Danielle McDonald, Julie. But we also have Bill Camp, who plays Fred Hammer, uh, Krager. And he's sort of like the... uh, What's the best way to say it? The kingpin, the leader, the chief of this neo-Nazi group. And then his wife is April, played by Louisa Krauss. And she was even really sinister because she's this mother figure. And the way she twists being a mother and motherhood in that maternal caring instinct was just, it felt very insidious. There's something that Jamie Bell does where he takes this horrendous excuse for a human being and builds such a strong, loving character that you start feeling for him. And that's not easy to do. Mm -mm. And it's almost crazy to think that, you know, just this year he was in Rocket Man and how much he transforms as an actor where you're like, oh my gosh, those are the same two people? Like phenomenal. It's almost unbelievable. Oh, it... Everything he did in this was beautiful. Beautiful in a horrifying way. And, you know, you're right. He becomes a sympathetic character because he wants to turn and he wants to change. And it's not it's not like instant. It's a very gradual struggle because you could see him 
slowly starting to recognize that things are not right, that things are probably wrong, but he doesn't want to leave right away. And I think, you know, portraying that struggle was really interesting. And and it's the only family he has. Right. So that is scary. Even if you are, you have the support of your girlfriend and then wife, it's leaving everything you've ever known that wasn't abuse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole nother packet that uh, I think we'll just have to say for a whole nother podcast in of itself. Otherwise, this will become the psychology review. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I know you're overdue for a drink. Oh, my gosh. I It was so into I need a palate cleanser. <laughs> so I'm going like a drink that's completely does not match this film because I need to comfort myself. So I'm doing a chocolate mint milkshake with Bailey's. Ooh, that's fun. Because <laughs> I'm like, I need I need to like not think about this anymore. Um, I'm not I'm not going to stereotype. But with this type of group, I relate them a lot to a wonderful Pabst Blue Ribbon <laughs> I knew beer. You were say that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm that going to beer. have a two dollar PBR Tallboy, and cheers to the fact that we aren't racist. I could drink to that. All right, good. <laughs> well, make sure to subscribe to us. Catch all our reviews on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or SoundCloud. And of course, follow us for the newest updates and reviews on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and of course, you know our website, whiskeyandpopcorn.org. Promise no hate speech on any of those. Thanks so much for tuning in. We will catch you at the movies. Bye.